Hey folks from the flight deck, this is your captain speaking. Welcome to the Tailwinds and Sunshine podcast, where we talk everything aviation. I am your host, Manny Ramirez. It's always a pleasure to have you on board. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode two of the Tailwinds and Sunshine podcast. Thank you so much for your support. I really do appreciate it. And happy, happy new year. Happy 2023. This is our year, guys. This is a year where all of our dreams are going to come true. We're going to get hired on by our dream airline. We're going to secure the bag. We're going to win the lottery. We're going to get that summer bod, right? Yes, we're going to get that summer bod. You and me this year, 2023. Once again, thank you for your support. Thank you for spending some time with me um, and listening to my jibber jabber. But And also, thank you for all the support and the subscribers from episode one. It is really heartwarming. Heartwarming? Did I say it right? It, it, I'm all smiles right now because I'm really, it's it's something that I said before that I kind of want to start it as a hobby. And I wanted to just, if, just for myself, just something to do. Uh, but if I can build a community around this, I really, I, I'll, I'll be touched. If I can just help one person or reach out to someone, it'll make it all worthwhile. So that's super amazing. Thank you so much. I want to give a shout out to my friend Ian. This episode is uh, dedicated to you. Uh, you came up with the idea of cancellations. And I'm going to talk about Southwest cancellations and the little, uh, can, uh, Southwest fiasco that happened over the Christmas holiday. I also want to give a shout out to my friend Ricky, who gave me a lot of great ideas. Uh, they're the topics I never even thought of talking about that are aviation related, but it's they're really good ideas. And I'm going to have them uh, have a little list of them ready to go for future episodes. So thank you, guys. I really do appreciate it. So um, to get right into what's been going on. So what has Manny been up to here in the past since episode one? So uh, but just working, just coming up, commuting back and forth between Vegas and Denver. The last episode, um, I was still here at work in Denver. And currently I'm in Denver. I just came back from Vegas and I've been actually recording and re-recording this episode just because I did not like the sound of it. Uh, hopefully this will be the last draft and then actually publish this one, but it's been, eh, I was kind of iffy about it and I have to, I kept listening to myself and I go, no, I can do better. So I deleted and re-recorded and got uh, opinions from friends about it. And I was just not happy with it. Additionally, you would probably notice that the audio is much better this time. The audio is much better because I got myself a nice XLR microphone that I'm recording with. I have a, um, a, a headset that I can wear to monitor the audio. And uh, I'm now using GarageBand to do all this. The first episode, I literally just used my phone and the voice memos app, and I just sent it. So that was, uh, that was it. So let me see. Where was I? So anyways, yes. Uh, back in Denver, I uh, just kind of been working. And uh, I spent New Year's Eve, I rang into New Year in Vegas, and I've had a few days off, and now I'm back to work. I start work tomorrow morning. I'm going to be uh, observing an instructor. I'm getting my certification to become a procedures training instructor, so I'm a systems and matrix instructor, but this is another phase of ground training that I'm going to be qualified to do here at the end of the month. So uh, the commute from... 
uh, what is it, uh, from Denver to Vegas was, uh, it worked out perfect because I did have a trip on the 30th. It was a two-day trip. It was 30th to, uh, 30th to the 31st. And I got displaced from it a couple times. And that's the first time that's ever happened. Like it, I got displaced a couple times. So for those of you that don't know what displacement is, is you're pretty, pretty much get taken off the trip for tra- um, most of the time because it's for training purposes. So in this case, I had a I got displaced and it says DIOE, which means displacement for IOE. And IOE stands for Initial Operating Experience. So uh, that's what ended up happening. So I got displaced about two weeks before prior to the trip. Got displaced. My friend was actually the one that told me about it. He said, hey, you got taken off the trip. I'm like, okay you know i was bummed out because i was going to fly with him we haven't flown since last year so or over 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 a year ago and so i was a little bummed out i was like oh man we're not going to get to fly together oh well then uh i realized i was like oh my god i have to go to a party in las vegas and i go if i i fly this trip uh it's going to be kind of a tight logistically it's going to be tight because my trip ended at 4 p.m. Um, mountain time, and then I had to jump on a plane and go to Vegas, and and then after that, just literally go from the airport to the hotel and in uniform. So I was like, okay, well, that's something I'm going to have to do, but since I got taken off the trip, I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to have to rush, so that's good. Well, a week after, I got dis- uh, placed on the trip again, so I was like, okay, well, cool, I get to fly with my friend. And I'm going to have to do this little uh, uh, super rush job getting to the party on New Year's Eve. But then 72 hours before the trip, I got displaced again. And now I was like official because they have a few, they have 72 hours, for the uh, crew support or operations have 72 hours to uh, make changes to your schedule before. Because if I get displaced in 72 hours, they can add something to the trip. So luckily... I didn't get anything added to that trip. It was just displaced. And what's really nice is that I get pay protected. So because I was awarded that trip through the bidding system, the company's bidding system, I got displaced and, um, you know, they, they paid me for it, even though I didn't have to fly. So that was really cool. That was a nice little happy new year gift to me from the company. Uh, so why did I get displaced? So like I said, it was early, uh, like I said earlier, it's usually for training. So in this case, we're prioritizing captains and new hires. And this uh, trip, the captain was is is an L, is an LCA or line check airman, and line check airmen are typically busy training new hires, and so uh, they do initial uh, initial operating experience, which means that they're this is the first time really seeing the plane or being on the plane because all of training they do they only go either uh, a certain device or full motion simulators, but the first time they actually see a plane. Uh, after they do their observation flights, it's in IOE. So that was it. That's what happened. And that's that. So now, like I said, I'm back to work. So let's get to what happened with Southwest. Let me talk a little bit about cancellations and delays. Some of the most uncommon or not uncommon, but not known reasons for delays are actually as simple as uh, you know, a connecting flight, their bags are getting their bags from the connecting flight into the aircraft. We have to hold for bags. So typically, uh, that's only a five, no more than five, 10 minute delay, which is not a big deal. And because we have to wait for those bag numbers to be uploaded into our system so we can actually send for performance numbers. So we can't push back from the gate. 
One, obviously the bags for the customers, we wanna have their bags on board, but we cannot send for final numbers until we have bag numbers and passenger numbers. So that's one reason for delays. Another reason for delays is it's kind of interesting. I didn't know this until about recently, a couple months ago. The airline will most definitely hold a flight if there is a, uh, a, a passenger that holds uh, elite status with the airline. So if you have like million mile, uh, million miler or uh, whatever the status is for whatever airline. And so they will hold a flight so they can board. Let's say their connecting flight got in late. We will hold. I don't know how long, but I know that the airline will hold for those passengers. So that's another another delay. Maintenance is a very obvious one. Uh, if there is a maintenance issue, we have to call maintenance. We have to write the plane, which means we have to put it out of service, write it up. Maintenance comes, and then they make the determination whether they can defer the item that we wrote up or they have to take the airplane out of service entirely. So that could take another, you know, that can, depending on where we're at, if we're at a, one of our bases, it can be as quick as 15 minutes. And if we're at an outstation, where we have contract maintenance, it could take hours. So that this is another reason for delays. Now, talking about uh, maintenance items that we write up. So if it's like a coffee pot, or if it's a, a passenger uh, a seat in the cabin, that's typically can be that typically can be uh, MEL or minimum equipment list ID means that we can still continue the flight, and they will just pick up that item or fix it once they, the airplane comes down for maintenance. So that's a, that's a simple fix. But there's items that can be a, a, a function of airworthiness and those cannot be written up. I mean, they cannot simply be deferred. They have to be fixed or the, or the airplane has to be taken out of service so it can be taken into maintenance. So that's another reason for delays. Another one that's not very known is uh, air traffic control. So a lot of flights into Denver, commonly, anytime we fly into Denver, there is what's called flow. So the uh, air traffic control meters the amount of traffic that goes into the airport. So that way there's not this huge uh, just uh, traffic jam of airplanes that are coming on approach. So they meter aircraft as they're leaving their destinations. And for the most part, it's usually about 15 to 20 minutes. It's not a big deal, but that affects uh, on-time um um, on-time performance. Now, how do we calculate on-time performance? Well, that is from brakes off to brakes on. At my company, that's how we do it. So it's when we put the brakes off, we set the brakes, uh, uh, we, we block out. So we put the brakes off, we start pretty much the time starts running up to the time we get to the gate and we set the brakes. So that's how we track um, performance time. So if we block out and then we, we block out and we sit there at the gate for half an hour, we're still considered on time. Um, I don't know exactly the matrix on how those are counted. So because we can, let's say we we block out on time, but now we arrive to our destination, let's say 20 minutes late because we sat at the gate for half an hour or whatever. So that's those are the reasons for delays. Uh, and cancellations, obviously if a, if a plane is taken down for maintenance because uh, they couldn't defer the item that we wrote it, wrote it up for, then the flight has to be canceled. Um, weather is a, uh, another reason why cancellations. The most common, I think, it's weather. It's why weather, uh, flights get canceled is weather related. So, and I forgot what I was going to say regarding the weather and cancellations. Um, oh, yes. So some airlines will actually not, or they will hold as long as possible to cancel a flight. United is known for this. 
they will not cancel a flight. They will delay it even up to the next day because it, it prevents the company from having to rebook everyone on another flight. Additionally, it prevents them from actually having to book people in hotels because they didn't cancel the flight. So they will hold on and um, and delay the flight. A friend recently took United and they delayed his flight 18 plus hours so they can get that flight going. There was some maintenance issues with the aircraft, so they took it down and they just delayed it. They didn't cancel it. So those are typical cancellations and delay reasons. Now, what happened to Southwest? Well, as you all know, or maybe you didn't. So we had a pretty substantial weather system that came through the country um, just a few days before Christmas, and it affected Denver substantially. We had negative temp- negative 18 degree uh, Fahrenheit temperatures. It was it, we had a substantial amount of snow that fell on Denver, and that con- disrupted operations in, at the airport, and, and um, uh, it made it hard for airlines to keep up. Now, most airlines went about their business. They, they obviously had cancellations and delays, but they were able to recover rather quickly. So what happened to Southwest? Well, first of all, on December 21st, a bunch of rampers called out. I don't know. They called out sick. I don't know the reason behind it. I don't know if they were protesting. I don't know if they just couldn't handle it. And they said, nope, I'm, I'm just not going to go and work because these conditions can be pretty dangerous. That you can, you know, you can get frostbite, you can get uh, 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 freezer burn, um, you know, you can get, I mean, is freezer burn a thing? And I think it's frostbite is in extremities. But anyways, it can be pretty dangerous when it gets that cold. And I don't know if some of these people were ready for that kind of weather. So what happened, all these rampers called out and there were so many of them that called out that Southwest actually declared an operational emergency. They sent out a memo to uh, a pretty nasty memo to uh, all the rampers stating, if you call out sick, you better have a doctor's note or else you're going to get fired. Or in the other one was they said you are going to have to show up. I'm sorry, you have to show up and work mandatory overtime. If you refuse this mandatory overtime, you're fired. So it was very ultimate. It was a very nasty memo the way that it was worded i read it and i was like wow that i'd I'd be pissed off of that and it was very kind of gave these employees an ultimatum and it's not confirmed but i heard that once this memo was published and distributed a bunch of other rampers just up and quit so now this situation southwest had a really tough situation in their hands so they had uh the responsibility to their customers but also they were uh, dealing with some, you know, employee relations issues they're working with. So now all these flights coming into Denver, now they're stuck. You have no employees to turn these planes around. Now they're stuck in Denver. And this created a massive just backlog of airplanes. Now, why did Southwest, what, why were they able to recover like the other airlines? So let me kind of take you down, uh, give you a little uh, background as to, as to their technology. So let's take a flight, a, you know, quote unquote, uh, or let's just take some random flight and we'll say it's a flight from Vegas to Denver. So how their system works is there is an estimated time of departure and an estimated time of arrival. So let's say that this flight leaves at nine o'clock in the morning from Vegas and is supposed to arrive in Denver at, let's say, just noon. Right. 
So the system automatically will track, quote unquote, track the plane and move the plane in the system based on those departure time, the departure and arrival time and time and route. So regardless of what happens on the ground, this flight will move along in the system. So now let's pretend that we have an inoperative APU in our, in our plane. So now the crew writes the airplane up, maintenance comes on board, and at the same time, the crew notifies the company via phone call telling them, hey, we didn't depart on time. We are still on the ground because we had to call maintenance for an APU issue. So there. So now what the company has to do is physically move that airplane back to the start in Las Vegas. Otherwise, the computer is going to think the crew and the airplane is in Denver while the, the crew is actually and the plane is actually still in Vegas. Do you see the problem? <laughs> so that's what happened in Denver. All these planes got stuck. The, a bunch of crews started calling operations and telling them, hey, we're not leaving because we have no rampers. So now the, the system continually started placing all these flights in their destinations or, you know, en route to their destinations. But in reality, they were not. So now operations had this backlog of phone calls. And the more backlog, the more flights that got pretty much just sent on their way. And Southwest lost track of its employees. Even though they had their employees in place, they lost track of where they were. And as time went on, these delays became uh, delays became minutes, hours, and days. So now they had this huge, just huge mess. And they couldn't figure out where anyone was because they didn't have track. They didn't have no automated way of telling where their crews were. And that is the root of the problem. So back in, uh, Herb Kelleher was the uh, co-founder and CEO of Southwest Airlines. And uh, Herb Kelleher retired in 2004. And that was really the last time that any system update was done, anything uh, to technology was done. And the, and the airline has grown substantially in the past two decades. So um, at two, in 2004, uh, Herb Kelleher retired and Gary Kelly took over the helm of Southwest. Uh, Gary Kelly was Herb Kelleher's chief financial, chief financial officer, keyword financial. Herb Kelleher was a very operationally centric CEO and Gary Kelly, as his title, his previous title said, he was more about financials. And Southwest employees for decades have been telling management that they need to update their, their system because their, their technology could not keep up with their growth. So now the management and leadership just ignore them. And employee relations have gotten strained over the years because they've had issues with uh, just mini meltdowns. In fact, Southwest had a mini meltdown not too long ago. I think it was in October. And they pointed fingers at air traffic control and weather. Instead of taking responsibility and said, yep, or bad. No, they blamed it on air traffic control and the weather. So Southwest is really, really in, super deep in the hole with, when it comes to any type of in irregular operations or what we call IROPS. So anytime that you have any type of weather, it will bring Southwest to its knees. So uh, I think as uh, Bob Jordan is now the CEO of Southwest and he just took the helm of that in early 2022. So he's been taking the heat for it. However, uh, you know, there's people in the media that said, hey, it's not his fault. More specifically or more notably is actually Scott Hamilton from Leham News. He came out in defense of of Bob Jordan say, hey, it's not his fault. 
But this lack of updated technology and the fact that their systems are so archaic, it has prevented further growth for the company. For example, I think it delayed uh, an agreement with WestJet uh, or any agreement with any any other airline really or in, in, in expanding their routes into international markets. It's really kept them from growing even further because they're just completely saturated. They can't do anything. So Southwest, um, well, Bob Jordan, I'm sorry, he understands the problem, but it's going to take years for them to really get into something or a system in place that it can actually handle just normal IROPs. And I honestly, now if I've taken Southwest plenty of times because they've gotten me out of tough situations, but most of the time when I'm commuting, the weather has been great. But now I'm going to be very cautious as to when I take Southwest because I know that if something major happens and uh, a weather system, a major weather system comes through, it's just going to completely disrupt the operation. And what happens is that it has a ripple effect across the industry because Southwest is a pretty big airline. So if you have a bunch of cancellations from them, it's just going to bleed over to the other airlines because people have to book themselves on other airlines. Now you have all those oversold flights, etc. Um, in addition to that, Southwest does not have any inter-airline agreements, so they can't. They don't have the ability to book you on another airline. So if you get stuck, if you get canceled with Southwest, you're on your own. Same thing with the hotels. Uh, other airlines do have agreements with other airlines, so they're able to do that. So that's how they're able to accommodate their customers. So my suggestion is. Look at the forecast, and if it looks like it's going to be nasty, avoid Southwest like the plague. Um, it's sad for me to say that because they've treated me so well, but this is not a reflection of its employees. Let me tell you that right now. I love their employees. Everyone knows that Southwest employees as being some of the best in the industry. They're a very proud work group. Hats off to the Southwest employees because they've been handed a really crappy hand of cards, and they're, de- they're doing the best that they can, but this airline needs to learn that this is a problem. The Department of Transportation is investigating into this, and I'm sure they've already determined that it's just a archaic technology. So they're going to do something about it. There's going to be fines and penalties uh, attached or sent over Southwest side, and they're going to have to deal with that. And I'm really interested to know what they're going to do as far as a short-term solution to see so they can prevent such a catastrophic failure of their system. I'm sure it's still going to fail. I'm sure they're going to have many meltdowns. But not to the scale. It's this is the, like the biggest in aviation history. It is. It was huge. Um, so my hats off to them. Best of luck. I want to see them grow. I, hopefully they rise from the from the ashes like the proverbial phoenix, right? Um, and we can continue counting on Southwest for their great service. Um, so it's that's it. That's what happened. Um, I wanted to talk about something attached to um, delays and what causes delays because uh, on an interview, I believe Bob Jordan was mentioned that, yes, their archaic system was a reason uh, along with the weather, but I feel like also their employee relations uh, have affected this. But I feel like as a society, I think there's there's a special type of person that is causing havoc in everywhere, everywhere in customer service, any type of company and service that anything, any service to a customer, this type of person is creating havoc. And I'm going to talk about them really quick because I have really strong opinion about it. And I want you to know what you think. Okay. So our society nowadays has created a monster 
So, and when I'm talking about a monster, I'm talking about certain frontline employees that have become jaded, cynical, dismissive, angry, and they are just and mediocre. That's the key word there is just mediocre. And we have created these people because we have treated them and we have abused of them over the years and they are just getting sick of it. They're getting tired and we're creating this new breed of employee that is actually affecting, in my industry, on-time performance and just customer service in general. If you have heard, for the most part, Middle Eastern Airlines, Asian Airlines, uh, have a really good reputation for customer service and great service, whereas North American airlines are not the best. We always have complaints. They treat us like crap, you know, etc. So what's going on? So what is the root of this problem? And I have a couple examples of this really toxic attitude that employees are taking and in in the root of the problem, and I'll say it right up front, is lack of pride in yourself. And we allow ourselves, or these these employees are allowing themselves to become toxic. They don't recognize it, and they just try to retaliate against the customer and the company. So let me give you an uh, uh, illustration of what this attitude looks like. So I have an acquaintance that works at a car wash and he was telling me a story once that made my blood boil i was in disbelief that he would actually say this but it it doesn't surprise me to be honest with you it doesn't surprise me because that kind of attitude is i've seen it across my industry and other types of service related industry companies man i'm i'm using too many words (laughs) anyways so he told me that the customer came um uh, rolling by to go through the car wash and his window was rolled down his uh back driver window was rolled down and this man decided not to say anything and i said why didn't you and his response was it is not my responsibility to tell this person to roll up their windows they should have common sense and if they want a wet you know wet interior that's up to them it's not my job i don't get paid enough to care that's the attitude that a lot of people that I've seen a lot of people now. Not everyone, but I've seen an increasing number of people that are just like this guy. And I was just saddened to hear that, angry mostly because I was like, "You, you don't even know this person. This person has done you no wrong. This person is paying your salary, and you just made their day worse because now they have a wet interior in their vehicle because you just didn't want to tell them, "Hey, roll up your window." That's the kind of attitude. Now, another one, another example. I have a a friend that should remain nameless. All these people are going to remain nameless. He used to work at a casino as security. And this company had a pretty strict policy on uniform and and, uh, and appearance. So my friend started uh, complaining about management and how he was treated and how uh, you know, he was not getting enough time off because it kept denying his time off request, etc. And so what does he do instead of making a change or transferring departments or, or, or try to speak to someone about it? He started complaining to me and he said, I'm not going to clean my shoes. I'm not going to uphold by those standards because they're ridiculous. I'm not getting paid enough. 
screw the company. I'm going to do my own thing. And I'm saying, and then I asked, I said, so you are going to diminish your image to get back at a company that sees you as a number. And he said, well, I don't know. I just, you know, screw them. I don't care. I'm like, okay, that's the problem because you're stooping your, or whatever you're lowering yourself in your self image to get back at someone. If I were to see you a disheveled employee, I'm going to think less of you and not the company. I'm going to judge you, not the company, you. And it's just lack of pride. And that is the reason why. I have another example regarding just an employee that I saw. It was from a contracted uh, company uh, handling our bags. But this person, when we asked for the help, because we were already we were already an hour delayed. And this person could have saved us at least 45 minutes. And this person, because of their lack of hustle, their lack of uh, teamwork, they just decided to phone it in. We were delayed over an hour. Just one person. One person had that effect on an operation. We were late. And is this person going to get fired? Probably not because everyone is accepting this level of aggressive mediocrity. It's everything is okay. Now when we see an employee or someone, a frontline worker doing the, their job as per their job description, we're amazed. We're like, oh my God, they are so nice. They helped me out. You know, they did, you know, oh my goodness. We're so blown away when people do their jobs nowadays. And I go, they're just doing their job. That's what they're supposed to be doing. So we've accepted this level of mediocrity because we're so used to it. But I want to remind everyone, I want to go backtrack a little bit. Remember, we have created these people. But I want to challenge all of you. Take pride in what you do. I don't care if you're a doctor, a pilot, a janitor, work at a restaurant or a fast food restaurant, you're HVAC tech or anything. You need to take pride in your, your image. And that is going to show if you start becoming a type of person with that kind of attitude that I just described, you need to really take a really good, hard look at yourself and start making a change before that happens. Change departments, go to a new company, talk to management, but before you take it out on the customer or the, uh, the company, I've heard about, you know, People saying, oh, you know, screw two weeks notice because the company just sees you as a number. Yeah, I'm not going to give that, you know, forget it. For me, it's out of respect. It's a respect thing because most jobs I've had, I've had mutual respect with management. So it's my it's my being the bigger person and saying, hey, uh, I'm going to give you two weeks notice because I respect you. I want to give you that time to get someone else in here so we can train them or whatever, and then I'll leave. That's a sign of respect. And I've only been let go from one job, one job only. In the time that I got let go, they were very cordial. And, and I, was doing a, I was doing a really poor job. And they told me about it. I said, hey, we're going to have to let you go because your performance is not good, blah, 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 blah. And, and I understood. I said, that's fine. I understand. And I thought they were going to fire me on the spot. It says, hey, we're going to give you we're going to give you a couple of weeks, start looking for something. Uh, so just letting you know. OK, and you're going to work with this one. Someone's going to oversee your work, blah, 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 blah whatever. And on top of that, they gave me a good severance package. And this was a level entry job, guys. It's still out there, but it's about respect. Okay? We have to treat each other with kindness. And we need to turn the society around. We need to, in 2023, that's, I challenge all of you to take pride in what you do. Show up to work ready, prepared, and with a smile. If you hate your job, find something else because you're not doing anyone any favors. Not even yourself. You're just... 
you're just decaying inside when you're staying at a job that you hate. You're decaying. I know most of the jobs that we have are a means to an end, but there's no reason why you shouldn't take pride in what you do. When I was in the army, uh, every day we were tasked with cleaning a part of our company. So we had three platoons in our company, and each day each platoon was assigned to clean a particular area uh, of our company. And I like doing the bathrooms because I took pride in making sure those those bathrooms were spotless, that you could eat off those toilets and those urinals because I like I don't know about you, but I like a clean bathroom. And I took pride in that. I was super proud of my work doing that. And it was such a menial job, but it showed. You know, so I challenge you everything that you do, do it to the best of your abilities. And if it's just a, you know, just a means to an end for you, cool, still do it. Practice that. Practice being proud of what you do, and I don't care what you do. So anyways, I've been talking here for about half an hour, and I think that's about it. Um, that's all I really wanted to talk about today, just the cancellations and what leads up to it. So uh, I'm going to call it a day. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this together and send it out, mail it out. Once again, everyone, thank you so much for your support. I, I, I want to ask you for a favor, though. Please go into Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast, and leave a review leave a comment, leave some feedback. I appreciate it. Uh, any thoughts regarding um, what I just talked about, please do so. Give me some ideas. I, I want you to be part of this podcast. I want you to be part of this. I want I want this to be your podcast, okay? Um, you can reach me on social media. You can go ahead. My uh, Instagram is climbvx, C-L-I-M, B as in Bravo, V as in Victor, X-Ray. Reach me. Uh, you can reach me there. Send me a, a message. We can have a discussion, and if you ever want to be on the episode or on the podcast, I'm sorry, I'm more than happy to have you on board so we can have a discussion regarding deeper issues, you know, as far as uh, just uh, employee relations. You never know. But uh, I really have a lot of people that uh, that have reached out to me and says, hey, yeah, they have great ideas, and I want to have them on board. Hey, I'll get another microphone, and we'll get, I'll either fly to you or, I'll, you know, we'll, we'll get together somewhere, and we'll, we'll get on this, uh, on this podcast. But anyways, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for your for my subscribers. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll call it a day. So as always, always wish you tailwinds and sunshine. Have a good one.